Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Treks and Sci-Fi. It is July 19th, 2020. This is show 780. Hey, how's everybody doing out there in the crazy world? <laughs> the um, Yeah, last week I didn't do a show. took a week off. I uh, was going to put up something, but I decided it was kind of busy the last week or so. But um, this week, though, I'm back. And the topic uh, du jour, the topic for this week, is going to be uh, TV shows sort of uh, related to or inspired by Indiana Jones movies. Uh, I'm going to cover, you know, there have been um, some other movies. Uh, one of the biggies, of course, is Tomb Raider franchise, I feel, was pretty inspired by Indiana Jones. And, and a bunch of other um, movies, games, television shows. Try to point out a few uh, that I've enjoyed, uh, things you may have heard of, things you might not have heard of, and, and so forth. So there's a lot probably to cover there. I'll probably be doing kind of a quickie overall view of, of many things and, and not go into a lot of depth. But um, that is the topic. Uh, I do love Indiana Jones. I do still hope we get this other indie movie. You know, I know the the virus situation has certainly slowed down every production. I, I, I think... Um, it's probably been affected by that. Uh, I, I've heard all different kinds of dates about when they were going to film it. It keeps keep getting pushed. Uh, but I think everyone's still planning on doing it from as far as I know. So we'll see. But um, yeah, so uh, that's about it for the intro. Uh, let me play. Maybe I'll play a little Indiana Jones music here to get us in the mood. I'll come back, talk a little bit about some general things, and then we will uh, get into uh, the main show. So um, here we go. Here we go. Go. <laughs> here we go. Okay, folks, again, welcome to the podcast. This is Rico, and if you are fairly new to the show, com has all kinds of links there for things related to the podcast. Uh, we have a Facebook group. We used to have a forum that kind of uh, Facebook has sort of taken, can, taken over in a way, um, although I do miss those forum days, and uh, it's still there. But um, if you want to uh, support the podcast, you can always do that at patreon.com forward slash treksandsci-fi. I uh, appreciate those that do that. Still going to try to do another um, Patreon chat. It's probably going to be in August now. Uh, upcoming on the schedule, my plan is next weekend, uh, which will be we're having this virtual Comic-Con this coming week. You know, San Diego Comic-Con got canceled, which was very sad to me. I've really enjoyed there, going there the last couple of years. It's been my big, kind of my big highlight and, and fun time for the year. And that, uh, of course, because of the virus, isn't happening like many, 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 many things. And so they're doing this virtual event coming this week. Keep an eye on, I think you can go to the San Diego Comic-Con main page. I think it's comiccon.org um, or comic-con.org. You'll find it. Just do a search. But the, the, one, the one big thing that I wanted to point out, and I just put it up on our Facebook group for Trucks and Sci-Fi, is... This coming Thursday, July 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific time, uh, 
that would be a 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, which is where I am, uh, they're going to do the, a big Star Trek panel uh, that will be broadcast over YouTube and, and other things, I guess Zoom or something. I, I, I don't really use Zoom a lot, but uh, I, I'm sure you can find it. I'm sure Comic-Con, uh, the main page, will should have some links up. Uh, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. I'm sure there's going to be a like a virtual Comic-Con channel uh, on there that'll probably be broadcasting the main panels. The nice thing about this, you know, they they always record these panels and they end up on, on YouTube anyway, but uh, we'll all get to kind of see it at the same time. Uh, there won't be any delays. Uh, they're supposedly going to have people from Picard, people from Discovery, people from Lower deck, Decks, um, and, and talk about all those shows to some degree and just everything that's been going on uh, or going to happen about Star Trek. I'm hoping that maybe we'll get some news about, um, well, Lower Decks is starting um, in August next month with an episode a week for probably eight or ten weeks. I'm not sure how many episodes there are total. And then uh, Picard Season 2 will will start filming apparently whenever things settle down along with, I, I you know, I know that Discovery, I think, has completely finished filming. I, I've said this before. I think it's been pretty well reported. I've heard little bits of, you know, they're trying to finish up the post-production, trying to finish up the music, and a lot of things like that. So my hope, again, would be that maybe we'll get a... It would be nice if they would were able to give us a, uh, a date for when Discovery is going to come back on uh, Season 3. Maybe we'll get that this week in announcement. Uh, I hope so. And uh, I'm hoping it'll happen like after Lower Decks airs, you know, I, you know, maybe in the fall, like September, October, something like that would be great. Uh, because I have a feeling this fall, for those that still watch, you know, regular kind of TV broadcast that mostly starts up in September, October, November, uh, it, that's all going to get delayed. I mean, they have not been filming basically all the shows, all the CW, superhero shows, everything. Um, we're still getting things like Netflix shows, uh, movies, but all that stuff, I believe, was, was all filmed prior to COVID. So even they are going to have a gap at some point in time. Speaking of that, I, uh, I watched, uh, I've been watching a few things. Uh, I actually watched Midway. There's a movie on HBO that came out, Roland Emmerich, you know, Independence Day and a lot of other stuff. Did a Midway movie. I think it came out in 2019. At some point, towards the end of 2019, maybe it was pretty good. Actually, I thought I liked it. Uh, it's it, you know, World War II films. And now I've watched two in two weekends. I watched that Greyhound uh, with Tom Hanks, which is kind of like a battleship versus submarine fight. Um, pretty short movie, you know, an hour and a half, but it was it was well done. It was good. Uh, but but the um, Midway movie had a, it, certainly bigger, you know action explosions a lot of air combat running it um with uh, torpedo bombers for for or bombers to try to take out ships if everyone or not everyone but if for those familiar with the battle of midway that was when the uh the u.s finally got the drop on the japanese and and it was over a, a base that the u.s had or the allies had at um midway i'm not a historian i'm not super <laughs> I've seen the old Midway movie, and I kind of know the background of this, uh, but uh, but that was good. Not really sci-fi, of course, but uh, the um, other stuff that I'm watching, I'm watching Doom Patrol, which is on HBO Max and uh, DC Universe, 
I'm on season two, episode maybe four, I think, of that. Um, I'm almost done with Project Blue Book, uh, which has been a great show. I'm really sad that it, it seems to have been canceled. I've only got one episode of season two left of that. I'm kind of <laughs> been spreading them out because I, I had heard it had been canceled. Really good show. Really interesting. I like the dynamic between the two main guy lead characters. Has a little bit of an X-Files feel to it. Uh, but um, And I like the... I, I'm a kind of bit of a sucker for older timey shows. You know, shows set like in the past. Like I'm watching that Perry Mason show on HBO Max also. Uh, which is it's a pretty grim, dark show, truthfully. But And I just finally started to watch Carnival Row. Uh, yeah, I'm late to the party on that one. Uh, which is on uh, Prime, Amazon Prime. There's only eight episodes, Orlando Bloom, uh, that Cara Delavro, or however you say her last name, uh, she, she is in that. Uh, it's kind of about, a, it's sort of a fantasy tale uh, about some, you know, what they call the fae or, or fantasy type creatures uh, living, living amongst others and, and kind of they're sort of oppressed a bit. Um, but I only watched the first episode of that so far. And so that's mostly, I guess, what I'm watching. Doom Patrol, I mentioned, right? So uh, finished up Harley Quinn Season 2. Crazy, crazy show. DC Universe. Uh, that show, I, I still don't know quite, even with the being on the DC Universe. I don't know quite how it's on the air. So much language, so much violence. But it's it, it's it's crazy, over-the-top, silly fun, truthfully. Uh, but they do some serious stuff on there, too. The Some of the greatest thing is it, about that show is how when they bring in like Batman or they bring in commissioner Gordon or other established characters. And I think they did that a little bit more in season two than they did in season one. It's really funny because they kind of make all of the characters a little bit over the top and a little humorous commissioner Gordon, especially is, is just kind of a nut. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, but yeah, if you get a chance to watch that, I think it's only on DC universe. So I've, uh, Oh, so many streaming services, and I and I saw that the Peacock Network thing started. I think it's free, and maybe ads, but but maybe an ad version free, and then an ad free that you can pay for. I haven't really looked into that. The show I really want to watch on that is uh, Brave New World. Uh, I really want to watch that. Uh, it looks pretty interesting from the previews. Oh, the other thing I'm watching, working my way through, is season two. I watched another episode of season two, uh, Twilight Zone, on CBS All Access, which uh, I've been kind of paying for a lot of these services. Uh, oh, and Disney Plus, I'm, I'm working my way through the behind-the-scenes shows on The Mandalorian, which I hadn't really started yet. Those are really interesting, really good, uh, and and cool to see. The That's on Disney Plus. Most of these services, the way I've done them is is I've... I've just signed up for like years because or a year at a time or even more with Disney Plus because it was a lot. Disney Plus was having a crazy deal when it was first coming out. You know, it was like you could sign up for three years at like it was less than four bucks a month or something. And um, I think it was one hundred and twenty or thirty dollars for three years worth, which forty or fifty bucks a year, not even for about forty a year or something like that. You know, it's. Yeah, if you're going to hop on and hop off these services, maybe in, a, in the long run you could 
if you really limit yourself, you could save yourself a little money. But there are some pretty good deals. Look into if you really are into these services or shows. Look into the the year past stuff. They they really discount it quite a bit, and sometimes they have sales. So I I did that with CBS All Access. I did it with DC Universe, Disney Plus, um, HBO Max was about the only one. Well, I'm using that with Hulu or whatever. I've got that hooked into Hulu, so haven't really set up a long-term thing for that one although i think you can but uh so those are the things that i'm watching i hope you guys are in you know watching some cool fun stuff over the summertime uh, i watched that older it's not that old maybe gosh i think it's about 15 years old now is that old i don't know a movie from 15 years ago doesn't really seem that old to me but um team america do you guys remember that movie with the puppets uh very r-rated uh but it was kind of hilarious and uh it was by the guys some of the guys who work on south park i, I watched that again the other night I, it had been on um, hbo and uh so uh, that's uh it, there's something just goofy about that movie and silly uh that that really kind of is it's fun to watch stuff that's not super serious right now uh, but um and the other things that i've been doing been doing a lot of work around my house lately I've uh, had to work on a bathroom and repainting in there and fixing up a couple things. I'm working on something now on the outside of my house where a bit of wood got chipped away. I think part of it got chipped away by a woodpecker, but I think some of it just got deteriorated. So working on that. I also am working on my computer desk area a little bit. um, I'm a tall guy and as I've been spending probably more time, you know, working at home and not not as much daily movement as I probably normally was getting with even with my work, my job. I'm sitting a lot more. And one one of my problems with um has always been being 6 like 364 um is sitting in chairs. Chairs are always to me fairly uncomfortable because most of them uh sit sort of low to the ground, so my basically my were at my hip area where my legs you know and body you know it should be for the most comfort that should be sort of a 90 degree thing but because i'm sitting lower and my legs are longer my legs end up being sort of shoved up higher uh if that makes sense same thing anytime i'm like in an airplane or even a movie theater movie theaters have become a little better but uh but point is is that sitting long periods in a in a chair like that my hips will will start to feel a little like stiff and 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 hurt just a little bit. So anyway, a long story short, or somewhat shorter, but uh, I, I I had this pull out keyboard shelf on my computer desk. It was kind of convenient and all, but in order to use it and have it at the right height and all, my chair was fairly low, and I kind of extended my desk a little bit with the shelf to get it more desk height. And uh, it's funny though. The thing that I found yesterday when I got all this kind of put together, now I can have my desk chair up pretty much to the max height and, and, and work at this keyboard in it, and it makes that little, you know, joint at the hip thing a lot better. Uh, but what I'm also finding out is my desk chair, even though it's a fairly newer chair that I got a couple of years ago, it needs to just go up just a little higher, like another maybe inch higher would, would be just about perfect. So now I've been scanning online for basically chairs that are built more for tall people uh that the you know where most desk chairs that you've got that lever that allows them to go up and down i need about another inch up on that approximately and uh 
it's pretty hard to find truthfully <laughs> most are um about what this chair the chair is pretty standard and it's not bad i mean i could probably live with it right now but if it just went up just a little bit more it would be perfect about another inch so I may look into one of these fairly expensive official gaming chairs because they seem to have a lot more options and there's some big and tall versions of those chairs that they actually say, hey, these are this chair is built for like people over six foot, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, the the uh, the trials and tribulations of being tall, <laughs> it's uh, clothes, uh, chairs, uh, no, nothing's nothing's and I, it makes sense. I mean, I, you know. People are most people are not six four, but uh, so they build things to more or less average height, right? And uh, my son, uh, both of my sons are pretty tall, uh, and in my younger son, Mulder's son is taller even than I am. But uh, my younger son has been he's been having similar trouble because he's been working at home and he he's very um, he does computer software and he's he had a at his work when he was going into the office. He had one of those standing desks, and I, I can kind of understand now why people have those things, uh, just just to change your body position. Uh, so ergonomics, uh, you know, be careful with that stuff because you can really, you know, you can create yourself, you know, mess up your body and, and things that will be sort of a chronic problem, which I certainly don't want. But uh, move around now and then, too, that helps. But all right, I don't know why I got into all that. I guess just talking about what I've been doing. Uh, we're almost 20 minutes into the podcast, 17 minutes or so. So what I'm going to do, take a short break, uh, and I will be back. We'll talk about the Indiana Jones-related movies, TV stuff that's come out uh, since those films. And uh, I'll try to talk about some things that you guys may may know about or may not know about and, and just give you a quick cross-section as more or less as things pop into my head, truthfully. I, I have kind of a little bit of a list of definites that I want to cover, but I'll probably throw in some other stuff too. So I will be right back and then we'll get into the main topic. Hi, this is Jeff from Alberta, Canada, and you are listening to Rico and the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. All right, I am back. All right, let us get into things that are um, like adventurous type TV shows, uh, archaeology type related things, adventure, excitement. A Jedi craves not these things. I don't know. I talk funny. That's not that's not at all a good my good my best Yoda voice. All right, so I'm gonna randomly jump around a bit on this topic because uh, I'll. That's easier, <laughs> truthfully. Uh, all right. The first one, this one's a real somewhat obscure. A lot of you probably may have not heard of this one. So back in uh, early 2003, there was a television show uh, on uh, that came on t- TV. Uh, <laughs> came on TV. I speak good. Okay. ABC. The uh, There's a show that came on called Veritas uh, colon The Quest. Uh, does anyone remember this? Started in 2003. I'll give you a little background. Um, it follows, uh, let's see, I'm reading this from Wikipedia. Uh, Veritas The Quest is a television program that aired in 2003. It follows a rebellious but intelligent teenager 
Nico Zahn, discovering that his father, uh, Solomon, uh, Solomon's professor, pro- profession, excuse me, is much more mystical and adventurous than he previously thought. Solomon and his team, dubbed Veritas, which means truth in Latin, searched for the answers to some of the world's greatest mysteries. Uh, a quest began because of the mysterious disappearance of Nico's mother during an archaeological dig. Uh, thus begins Nico's fantastical journey into an Indiana Jones-style... Oh, it's right here in the uh, Wikipedia entry. Indiana Jones-style adventure with his father and his colleagues in trying to follow in his mother's footsteps to discover what strange secrets she was uncovering. So the the uh, interesting thing about... Uh, multiple interesting things about this show. First, I can remember watching it. Here, here's a quick... Anna, anecdote 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 right one of the biggest things i remember about this show this will be really weird uh in a way there was one of the episodes that was it was airing uh lynn my wife was was really sick uh and and she used you know when when she would teach um or, or, you know, teaching uh, for her in high school, uh, she was always really healthy. You'd think teacher, teachers uh, get sick a lot. Well, she was always pretty pretty fortunate, and she didn't get that sick. But what I really remember about this is one evening when this show was airing, um, I had to go over to uh, another teacher's house for her to drop off some schoolwork, to, you know, basically lesson plans for the substitute because she was out of school, I think, when she was sick that time for for over a week, which was totally unusual for her. Anyway, fine now, but you know, this is a long time ago, 17 years ago. So, um, but that's my, one of my weird memories of this TV show. The, um, but there was some really good actors in this people that you'll recognize. Colby Smolders. Yes. Uh, was, was in this one of her earliest roles. She must've been like 20 or something at the time. Um, uh, and, uh, so she's in this Alex Carter, Ryan Merriman, You'll recognize Eric Balfour uh, and Arnold Voslo, you know, the guy who played the mummy, I think, in the first mummy movie, right? Um, he's in this, too. He always shows up in these kinds of things. He shows up in a lot of them. Um, but um, so the weird thing about this is this is one of these times where this show, um, it was on ABC, but they only aired four episodes. They made they made a total of three. 13? Yeah, I'm looking at the list here. Yeah, they made a total of 13 episodes. And and they actually, I, I guess, whatever, it, was, it wasn't doing very good in the ratings, and they just canceled it and pulled it um, before they even aired uh, all the episodes they made. The original air dates were like January 27, February 3rd, February 10th, and March 10th. Um, there was even a gap of a month there between the fourth episode and the third. And then the rest went unaired. Now, um... And I didn't look on Amazon. I don't think I don't think there's an official DVD set of this out. However, um, the other episodes eventually aired uh, uh, on the Sci-Fi Channel in the UK and, and other areas. So I believe I, I didn't check completely, but I think all the episodes are actually available on YouTube. They're not the greatest quality because of you know it's a recording and then it's put up on YouTube. Certainly not HD level. And maybe not even as good as a, D, a good DVD would be. But they're watchable, I think. Uh, and you know what the truth is? I don't think I watched a lot of these other ones. I've watched a few on YouTube. But I don't think I've, I've seen the whole series. So now I'm, I'm excited to kind of want to sit back and, and, and watch it again. Um, the uh, But this, this had a lot of, like, you know, obviously things involving um, 
archaeology. Uh, there's an episode where Nico is poisoned and he has to drink water to heal him, which is, hey, I think I think Indiana did that in the third in the last crusade. So but uh, the there's a lot of stuff that um, that goes on here that, that I think is super reminiscent of, of the Indiana Jones movie. So so check this out. Um, there's also uh, Liz Vassie is in this as a, as a recurring guest star. Um, it's a pretty cool little show. I, I was really disappointed. I mean, these shows, uh, the TV ones that have, they've done for, you know, Indiana Jones style things have never done, you know, super well in the ratings, truthfully. Um, they've always had little mixed, you know, results. Um, the next one that I want to talk about, I wanted to make sure that I covered this, and I think I may have done a podcast on this. I'll have to take a quick look at my my records while I'm playing a little bit of it for you. But the the obvious one to talk about when on this on this topic would be the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, right? That show that 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 basically um, showed us uh, Young Indiana Jones throughout his life as a little little boy, more getting into adventures and things, and as a young man. Um, and, uh, and and there was a lot of historical stuff that was going on that they would connect in. It's a really great program. I've mentioned it here on the podcast, I know, many times. Um, super cool program that could be used uh, even in, in schools and education because Indiana Jones, young Indiana Jones, would you ultimately usually get involved with some pretty important characters throughout history. Plus, the big thing of this show that usually gets talked about is that Harrison Ford actually guested in I don't know who was the very last episode of the series may have been may not have been mystery of the blues I think it's called um, but these are all out on DVD there's three nice collection sets of DVDs it would be cool if they would ever go back and and, and remaster these in, in HD I would love that and I'm, I'm assuming they were done in on film maybe they were just done in video but I, I there's got to be a way to do that if they could who knows if they would ever but I, I really enjoyed this series, even some of the, uh, you know, when he was a little boy episodes. Let me play. Um, uh, oh, I jumped over. I, I, I was going to give you. <laughs> I apologize. I, I'm, I'm a little heat heat uh, worn out from all my work outside this morning. But um, I wanted to play just a blip of Veritas for you. There's a little commercial. It's real short. It's like 20 seconds. So, hey, if you can bear with me, I'm going to slide that in here. And then right after that, I will play uh, a little bit of the Indiana Jones, uh, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles as well. So we'll just put that in here back to back. You guys can handle it, right? Oh, look, one of the Veritas episodes was directed by Adam Nimoy. Interesting. Uh, the third episode, actually. So, uh, all right, here is a little bit of Veritas just to give you a little bit of a taste for it. Like I said, there's a lot of it up on YouTube, the episodes themselves. And then I'll play some uh, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. A father and son searching for ancient secrets. It's a code. But when the stakes are unlimited power and wealth, who can you trust? I can do this. And who would you sacrifice? I'm sorry, son. No! Veritas The Quest. Premiering Super Monday at 8, 7 central on ABC.
this up as you go along. Yeah? Full throttle, no brakes. Alright, so there you go. There's a little, uh, a bit of uh, both Veritas uh, the series, the Veritas the Quest TV show, and in Young Indiana Jones. I did do, I just took a quick look, so I won't talk about it too much. Back uh, about five years ago, let's see, podcast 557, um, that uh, I did a whole show about um, Indiana Jones and the Young Indiana Jones Chronicle, so... There's a, yeah, so show 557, and it looks like I did a vidcast for that even. So it's up on Vimeo, and you can check it out there. So, all right, let us go on to another uh, Indiana Jones-inspired thing. Uh, Lara Croft, uh, or Tomb Raider, uh, the the games, uh, the movies, uh, that's certainly that whole area to me is, is very Indiana Jones-inspired. I'm not sure... Um, when the first Lara Croft game came out, let me see. Uh, let me take a quick pause here, and I'll take a look. All right. So if you pull up the uh, uh, Tomb Raider uh, Wikipedia entry, looks like uh, primarily in the early 2000s, uh, the first entry in the game series actually was released. Let's see, uh, a 1996 for personal computers, PlayStation, and Sega, uh, and uh, you know we've had. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how many Tomb Raider games now. I'm not a. I'm not a huge gamer, truthfully. I, I play World of Warcraft and a few other things, and I've and I've dabbled a little bit in some of the Tomb Raider games uh, and other games as well, other adventure type games. But um, but the uh, but they have made some very nice uh, Tomb Raider games recently, uh, and that are that are very good. I, I've you know heard from people that you know really enjoyed them quite a bit. Um, the I don't want to probably talk too much, I guess, about the the games, but everyone's aware of Tomb Raider and Lara Croft. So certainly, um, uh, post Indiana Jones, uh, there were you know a lot of things that came out. Truthfully, after that, a couple of older TV shows I'll talk about in a moment. But um, but this is probably, I would say, maybe the biggest of the sort of, I'm not going to, it's not really a spinoff, but inspired by Indiana Jones, uh, Tomb Raider, the, the games, and they've done now what? We've had three movies, right? We had the two with um, Angelina Jolie, and then the recent, more recent one from a year or two ago, uh, the sort of more... I would say a little bit more like the character in the recent video games. I I, I enjoyed all the movies. Uh, I I thought that they were pretty good, uh, and I, I thought Angelina Jolie actually was was pretty good in the role. I, I enjoyed her as Lara Croft. Um, 
I actually thought she had a lot of personality and, and, and brought, you know, some of her kind of cockiness in a way to, to the role. I don't know the, I'm trying to think of the actress's name, uh, who, who's a good actress. I think she really looked the part, um, that was in the more recent movie. I'll look it up here in a moment because I want to play one of the trailers. <clears throat> I'll probably play one of the trailer. I think I'll find the trailer to the first Tomb Raider movie. But those are fun. If you haven't seen those and you like, you know, action adventure, uh, going into tombs and, and raiding them and all that, obviously Tomb Raider, duh. Uh, but <laughs> check them out. Uh, I will play here now the trailer to the first Tomb Raider movie, which is probably good 15 years ago now, something like that. I'll look it up here in a second, but uh, check this out. Here is a trailer to the first Tomb Raider movie with Angelina Jolie. We are running out of time. And if we fail, we must wait another 5,000 years. Well, I don't know about you, but that's more time than I'm prepared to commit to this enterprise. This summer, the planets will align. It was the Illuminati who swore to bring their ancestors back to life. Time will stand still. Have you ever heard of the Clock of Ages? It gives its possessor the power of the light. And the fate of mankind... Eternal hell revives! ...will rest in the hands of one. Mm, don't start. You're quite an authority on things ancient and mythological. That's why I travel. It's an ancient clock. It was hidden in a secret room. It glows, but it's getting brighter. Like it's counting down to something. You can build, destroy, move back and forth through time. The future is yours now, Lara. We're the only one with the strength to destroy the power of the light. We can be partners. You might try to kill me. I'm not going to kill you. I said you'd try. Time to save the universe again then, is it? Absolutely. On June 15th... The biggest adventure of the summer begins. Angelina Jolie is Lara Croft. This is where I start to have fun. Tomb Raider. Yeah, so that, that movie, you know, has a lot of... Uh... A lot of great action pieces in it. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I don't think the second one was quite as good. Cradle of Life, I think it was called. But uh, I thought Angelina Jolie, again, was good for the character. It was about a $115 million budgeted movie. came out in 2000 and, let's see, 2001, yes. Almost 20 years old now. Wow. Uh, and it made like $275 million, so it did really well. I don't think the follow-up did as well. Uh, and I just looked up the um, the other one, the other movie that came out two years ago in 2018 with Alicia, how do you say her name, Alicia Vikander, Vikander or something. Um, that actually movie did pretty well also in the box office. So I'm wondering if they'll do another one with her um, 
in the role of Lara Croft. Uh, but this older one with with Angelina Jolie, there's a lot of people you'll recognize in here. Daniel Craig's even in this movie. Uh, John Voight, uh, who's Angelina Jolie's real-life father, right? He uh, plays her father in this movie. Ian Glenn is in this movie. He's kind of the bad guy. You kind of hear him. He has a pretty distinctive voice. He's, uh, of course, these days known a lot or very well for um, a Game of Thrones and uh, so this yeah good good franchise i think uh, obviously done done well game wise and and movies have done pretty well too truthfully so that's uh that's a good one all right let us go back way back more in time um one of the uh one of the big shows that came out and i think this was mid 80s so right really during the films when when Indiana jones was was super in the the spotlight basically i'll look up the exact date um certainly probably right around the time the second indiana jones movie i think is about where i'm thinking it was Uh, the the tv show is um uh, tales of the gold monkey with stephen collins uh, in the title uh title character he played in that he was kind of a he was a pilot kind of a uh, it was set during, somewhat during the war, if I remember. I'm trying to think. Uh, it was at a, on an island. I uh, I haven't watched it in a while. I did buy the DVD set. That is available. But uh, let me see if I can find a little bit of a uh, either Tales of the Gold Monkey intro music or, or a trailer for it or something like that here on YouTube. But it was a fun little show. Only lasted a, a one short season, um, but it, it was super super inspired by indiana jones uh you know even even the character kind of looked and was dressed kind of like indiana jones he kind of he, he kind of had a leather jacket and 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 uh he had a hat he didn't have a fedora but he had kind of a pilot hat cap thing um because he he, he flew this little um seaplane uh the spruce goose i think it no no that that's that's what's his name crazy guy's plane but uh <laughs> um but anyway, let me uh, let me play a little bit of Tales of the Gold Monkey for you. And pursue the higher road to adventure. Come on, baby. Join Jake Cutter, a pilot with nerves of steel. Get it out! Thirst for danger. He's a reckless soldier of fortune. Persuasive charmer. Come on! Throw it all, guys! Defying death with every fall. Legendary mysteries deep in the South Pacific plunge Jake Cutter into a whirlpool of action and intrigue. A brand new series of daring and courage. The Gold Monkey, Wednesdays this fall. Yeah, so there is uh, Tales of the Gold Monkey. It was being called when it, some of those early ads were calling it the Gold Monkey. So this was on ABC. Uh, it actually aired, it was a little earlier than I thought. It was from 82 to um, September of 82 to June of 83. And. They did a total of 22 episodes, so uh, you know, not one of those half uh, one-season shows, which would give you like 12 or 13 episodes. Uh, but they um, 
they did a full season at the time that was 22 episodes and uh, again Stephen Collins was the was Jake uh, Jake Cutter the main character and uh, it was set uh, you know kind of around World War let's see two or so I'm trying to look I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry here um, I think it was either during the war or post-war let me ha- hang on one second all right, here we go. It's uh, set in 1938 in the South Pacific, so before the war, really, before World War II, um, basically pretty much set around the same time frame as Indiana Jones. This is probably, I would say, one of the most very, you know, besides like Indiana Jones Chronicles, which is basically about young Indy, uh, th- this this show here, Tales of the Gold Monkey, which was at one time called The Gold Monkey, was also called Tales of the Brass Monkey, <laughs> Um but um, th- this is probably the one show or, or property that was really very Indiana Jones uh, inspired. I mean, it's basically the, the guy, you know, he's an, he's an adventurer. This time he's a pilot. He's a cargo pilot. He was supposed to be an ex-military pilot. Uh, it's set on this sort of fictional island in the South Pacific called Bora Bora. Uh, uh, we have Stephen Collins in the main role, you know, Decker unit from Star Trek The Motion Picture. Roddy McDowell is in this episode, in the, not in this episode, is in this series. He he plays uh, the run the guy who runs the uh, little hotel that they all live at, uh, and the the love the main love interest is Caitlin O'Heaney is the actor, sorry the actress or I guess actor actress, um, but yeah he, he would go into different adventures. There'd be uh, lots of things happening, treasure, you know, new guest stars would show up each week. Uh, this is a very Donald P. Belisario's type of 80s show, very, a little bit of A-Team, a little bit of Quantum Leap, some, you know, not really time travel, but I mean, that kind of an action-adventure type show. Um, but, uh, but yeah, really, uh, Jeff McKay was in this, who was also um, in one of my favorite shows of of uh, the 70s, 80s, uh, Black Sheep Squadron or Baba Black Sheep uh, uh, that revolved around the uh, World War II fighting uh squadron so this is a this is a good show out on dvd so you can watch this if you've never seen it if you if you want to see a very um yeah can it be a little bit silly yeah i i I like the fact that he had a dog he had this dog with an eye patch named jack uh his name the main character's name was jake and his dog's name was jack which i always thought was interesting um but uh i'm a sucker for any any show with the, the one of the guys having a dog you know, uh, like Enterprise and Porthos and Picard has his dog, number one. Uh, but uh, but yeah, check this show out. All right, let us move also into uh, another very, very... Uh, this one's probably both inspired by Indiana Jones uh, as a show, but it's also inspired, inspired by Tomb Raider for sure, uh, which I, I was always surprised when the show was on that they never really got sued because... Because, for one, the title of the show. So the show that I'm talking about um, was was airing, I believe it was in the like, late 90s, early 2000s. I'll, I'll look in a second here uh, to get... Uh, I try to see how good my memory is. I wasn't too bad with Tales of the Gold Monkey. I was only about a year off. But um, the show that I'm talking about, the TV series, is called Relic Hunter. Yes, that show uh, with Tia Carrere uh, in the main role of the adventurer uh in in relic hunter so you have tomb raider and you have this tv show about 
a female adventurer. She's also a teacher uh, called Relic Hunter. So come on. I mean, <laughs> just like uh, and, and maybe, you know, I mean, it's it's to me, it's like the Orville thing. And, and I've never really gotten this figured out, but I, I do enjoy the Orville. I, I Eventually, we're going to get a season three. Um, I saw that Seth MacFarlane, I'm spinning off on a tangent for a second, but Seth MacFarlane said that the show was filming season three and then they stopped because of the virus. And he says when they come, they come back, they're all going to be a lot heavier whenever whenever they switch into uh, when they ever get back filming. Uh, they're all going to have to go on diets or whatever. But uh, but the um, but the Orville is just so much like Star Trek The Next Generation. I mean, the way it looks, the way the shows are run. I, I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy. I mean, when uh, this when that came out and Discovery was out, you know, there were a lot of people that were basically saying, oh, I like Orville better because it's much more like Star Trek The Next Generation than Discovery is. And I'll, I agree with that. It, it is. It's, it's totally like Star Trek The Next Generation um, in many ways, uh, more, much more than Discovery, uh, if, th- if that's what you're looking for. But this Relic Hunter show... Uh, was, I mean, it's very much Tomb Raider. Uh, but, um, but let me uh, see here. I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia entry, but I'm going to play here now. Let me play. I'll either play the, the credit music, which I think is one of, the, one of the things I like about all these shows for the most part is that, it, and I love the Indiana Jones music, but they have, um, and I was happy that they did for Indiana Jones Chronicles. I was happy that they did their own kind of music and soundtrack. I mean, you get occasionally a little bit of a sort of similar sound or musical cues like the Indiana Jones theme, but they, they did their own thing, which I think worked well. Um, but these all these shows, Tomb Raider, uh, Relic Hunter, Tales of the Gold Monkey, the the music is always very kind of high-spirited, adventure kind of sounding, and, and they have their own unique spin on things and, and soundtracks. So uh, here, I'll play some of uh, Relic Hunter. I think it, it ran for a total of three seasons, and I believe it's, I, I think it's all on Prime... Amazon Prime Video now too. So, if you never saw this show, this was running around the time the same thing like near the uh, runs of Hercules and Xena. So I always felt that those three shows had a, and it was a syndicated show. You know, when TV syndicated shows, were, instead of having a new streaming service every week, but um, it was, um, it always had to me a very similar feel to those adventurous kind of Hercules and Xena shows. So here is some of Relic Hunter, either the, I'll find the main credit music or, or I'll just, um, I'll play it like some kind of a trailer for it if I can find that. But uh, I'll be back in a moment. As a world-class archeologist, Sydney Fox knows what she wants. You can't just barge in here. It's a big shower. It's not that big. I don't take up that much room. As a master of martial arts, she knows how to get it. Now she's on the trail of the world's most priceless treasures. This is it. Tia Carrere. I think I'm gonna like this job. Is the Relic Hunter. All right, so uh, yeah, so Relic Hunter. There's there's a little bit of a trailer for you. Maybe I'll play the music towards the end of the show here today. Uh, this show, um, let's play, uh, or I'll read the Wikipedia. Some of the Wikipedia. I watched this show pretty pretty um, diligently. I don't think I saw all of it. I think I may not have seen all of season three. Uh, there are three seasons. It um, 
It was produced and made in Canada. Uh, again, the main character, Sidney Fox, played by Tia Carrere. Uh, the, I'm trying to look at the total episode counts here. Do, 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 do. List of episodes. It looks like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Looks like 66 episodes. So I don't know if that was 22 per season, if it was pretty even. I think it was fairly even. Um, the couple things about the show that I found that were pretty cool and pretty interesting uh, and tr they tried to make it kind of somewhat um, excuse me accurate uh, but let me read the little blurb here on the Wikipedia page first so uh, this show uh, it centers on Sydney Fox which uh, her name is a little bit silly truthfully but you know hey uh, a professor who is also a globe-trotting relic hunter sound familiar <laughs> <laughs> who looks for ancient artifacts to return to museums uh, or to the descendants, this is an important point, or to the descendants of the original owner. She's aided by her linguistic assistant, Nigel, uh, played by Christian Anholt. Uh, and uh, she has sort of an airheaded secretary, Claudia, played by Lindy Booth. She often ends up battling rival hunters, seeking out these artifacts for monetary gain. Um, there's a lot of fantasy, science fiction elements. Uh, there are super, supernatural powers some of these artifacts have and that kind of stuff. So, um, But yeah, it ran for uh, three seasons. Let's see. Oh, I was pretty accurate with the dates. It was 99 to 2002. Uh, it basically, I guess it looks like, had an original contract of three seasons, 66 episodes um, total. Um, one of the things I wanted to point out, Christian Anholt, who played Nigel in this, who was a bit of a... I didn't really like the fact that she was like the tough badass kind of character and fighter and all that even though some of the fighting scenes it was she didn't look truthfully like she was really could sell it is what i mean that the choreography and uh i i always really had a little bit of a hard time buying tia carrera as is really like angelina jolie when she did tomb raider movies i can kind of buy her being a bit of a badass and you know when she would punch somebody i could kind of kind of believe it tia carrera i i thought never really could sell that i i thought at least um but you know truthfully i mean there was a little action in, in most of the episodes but it wasn't super that wasn't the biggest part of the show um what i wanted to say though is christian anholt who played nigel uh is the son of tony anholt who played tony on the second season of space 1999 so there you go there's a little little other sci-fi connection christian anholt uh, is is Nigel, um, but the um, but what I wanted to talk about about this uh, the show that I found that was sort of interesting and unique. Uh, the beginning of each episode, there there was usually some kind of a flashback about the, that would show this relic or artifact that was was you know going to be this sort of uh, MacGuffin for that episode or what they're going to be after, and it would show it back in time, you know, like wherever it came from originally. Like I'm, I'm flipping through. If you look at the Wikipedia entry, they the like the first episode's called Buddha's Bowl, and there's a, the flashback is in like 523 BC in Nepal, um, and and I'm just scanning over some of this. Uh, Casanova's Book of Love, uh, the flashback is in like the 1700s in Italy. Uh, Crown Jewel of France, excuse me, Crown Jewels of France, 1792 flashes back. Um, the Chalice of Truth from the Barbary Coast, 1534. Uh, Dagger of Kali uh, uh, from a temple uh, in India around 500. You know, so 
the, again, uh, I thought that was a nice little touch that they did that was a little different. And it, it added a lot of, uh, to me, a lot of, uh, you know, good um, historical type references in in uh, Relic Hunter. So anyway, but the show is out. You can get, uh, there are DVDs out. Uh, they've also, like I said, I, I think they've put all of this up on uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is, is an interesting uh, service in a way because they have... Uh, they have a lot of older TV shows and movies on there. Check it out if you're interested in this kind of stuff. You, you'll find uh, you'll find quite a bit on there. So, uh, all right, I'm about 55 minutes or so into the podcast. So I am going to move us to modern day. I, I'm trying to think if if there were any older ones that I wanted to mention. There are there are others. I'm not covering everything by by any chance. Um, but I do want to mention this one, and I'll probably wrap it up at this point because uh, I feel like I've covered it pretty good cross-section but but there are others for sure uh the the one i wanted to mention and and one of the reasons i uh, had this idea to do this podcast do this topic is there's a show that was airing last summer um called blood and treasure i think it was cbs i'll look it up here in a second um but uh it was a was sort of a well it's set in modern times for one but it was a little bit about um uh, indiana jones feel to it uh, they were searching for um, uh, the uh, most of the first season was about the the tombs of Antony and Cleopatra that they were they were looking for, and there was multiple reasons, and 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 I won't get into a lot, but the the cool thing about this this show mul- multiple cool things. One, it was a lot of location filming, um, and and I heard season two they do have a season two coming. It's filmed. It's done. It's been done for a little while. They're probably going to ha- be airing that in the fall, I heard. If, if anyone's familiar with this, probably more people may be familiar with this. It's, it's a fairly recent show. Um, but it's called Blood and Treasure. It, it basically focuses on two two main characters, a, a man and a woman. Um, and uh, she's more the adventurer type. She's more the Lara, Lara Croft type. And, and he's he's still good. Uh, his name is Danny McNamara. Um, but uh, let me play. I'll find I'll find a trailer for Blood and Treasure for you, and then I'll come back and talk a little bit more about it, and then wrap up the podcast. Light it up. Anna Castillo was there, Danny, at the pyramids. She found Antony and Cleopatra. Notify the Egyptian Ministry of our find. She had found the tomb right before they were attacked. Take a sarcophagus. Set the explosives. No! She's been taken. I need you to help me find her. The best way is to follow the treasure to Kareem Farouk. Can you call on a favor? Pull a passport for me? Yeah, give me the name. I'll have Yates track it for you. Lexi Vaziri. Tell me you're joking. You have got to be joking. Someone's in trouble and I need your help. Why do you need me? I need someone who thinks like a criminal. Oh, no! I'm leaving a note. There's a reason we were never going to work. There's a thousand reasons we were never going to work. This is a treasure hunt. Less talk, more pets. 
Farouk Simo is stealing treasure to fund terrorism. We find Cleopatra, we'll find Farouk. Are you at all concerned that we don't know anything about what we're walking into? A black market bazaar thrown by dangerous criminals. Oh, so for you, just another Saturday night? Soon we will have everything we need for the attack. There's only one parachute. I'll take it. Have you even done this before? No, but I'm pretty sure gravity does most of the work until you pull the cord. You can just hang on to me. You like me better when I'm bad. Eyes up here. Things got out of hand fast. All right, so there you go. There is a trailer. If you haven't seen it, if you don't know it, uh, that's a trailer for Blood and Treasure. This was a CBS show. Uh, it was it aired last summer. It was fun to watch during the summer. Twelve episodes uh, from June. I think it started in June. I'm trying to find the dates here. Oh, it looks like at the very end of May, May 21st, 2019. It first started with the twelve episode run for season. Like I said, there. Um, they renewed it uh, pretty quickly. I think it did pretty well in the ratings, which is nice uh, for a change. <laughs> Most of the shows like this, like I said, don't don't end up doing very well. This is a little bit of an exception. Um, but um, let, let me read the uh, a short little blurb here that they have. Um, so Blood and Treasure, it centers on a brilliant antiquities expert, um, and uh, a cunning art thief, uh, the guy is the antiquities expert. He's the expert on, on antiquities. He's also a, a, an FBI agent. Um, he's a former FBI agent, I should say, who now specialize, uh, specializes in, in basically finding and repatriating stolen art and, and artifacts. Um, but um, he connects up with a, a former um, love interest of his, Lexi Viziri, uh, played by Sophia Pernas, and he is, uh, the actor is Matt Barr playing Danny McNamara. And as you could hear, there's a lot of sort of like uh, sexual tension between them. They, they sort of become, uh, you know, they're, they kind of have an on and off again thing uh, throughout, the, you know, their lives, it seems. And, and they, they, but they form a pretty good team here. She, she's, uh, she's sort of an art thief. Uh, but she's kind of one of those, you know, both, you know, anti-hero kind of who will still kind of do the right thing for the most part. One of the other parts about this show that's interesting is, is there's a little bit of a terrorist and and bad guy kind of angle here. Most of this season, they're 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 spent uh, pursuing this uh, this Farouk character, um, and, and there's I don't want to give away everything of the story, uh, but. Uh, she blames uh, Lexi blames uh, Farouk for her father's death, uh, and uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on. But it was uh, really a lot of uh, locations, like I said, a location filming in um, in uh, Morocco and in Italy, and, and it, it it made it very um, made it very real. Uh, and, and there was another little cool thing. There was an old friend of Danny's. Um, who who's a priest in the Vatican 
uh, Father Chuck, uh, played by Matt Mark uh, Galgillardi. Um, I thought that was an interesting twist. You know, they don't they don't really involve you know priests in TV shows very much, but there's there's other things there. I, I like the fact that um, he's a friend of old friend of Danny's, and he kind of he isn't what you would consider a typical priest. I'll, I'll put it that way. So I really really enjoyed this show a lot. Had a lot of um, good chemistry between the characters, the between the main two characters especially. Uh, the location stuff, the action adventure, the antiquities, the art uh, search. This one's uh, much more of a serialized story in in the first season. It isn't like an adventure of a, each week where they go off and try to find something new or different each week, kind of like the Relic Hunter was or some of the other shows even that I talked about. This, this had sort of a, uh, a plot throughout the whole first season that was pretty settled by the end of it, I would say. Um, but... Um, yeah, I'm going to have to probably want to I'd like to watch this again before season two comes since it's been a while. Uh, so there, there you go with um, Blood and Treasure. And that's probably the most recent example of a movie or TV show inspired by the Indiana Jones films. And I realize Indiana Jones, even as a property, um, it was inspired by a lot of old swashbuckling serials that George Lucas uh, grew up watching. Uh, of of these characters throughout um, the past that have been these kind of heroes and adventurers. Zorro even falls into that category a bit. There's others, um, but there you know everything's inspired truthfully by something that else to some degree. I mean, there's that old adage of you know there's only seven basic stories in the world or something. I don't know. I think there's more than that, but you get my point. Uh, I don't want to say that Indiana Jones was the one that first came up with a. Uh, a guy going out, you know, searching for adventure and, and, and artifacts and archaeological finds and that. So, but certainly when those movies came out and became so popular, uh, there was a ton of other stuff, video games, uh, television shows, movies that became uh, became very, very um, popular and, and, and certainly became much more um, out there in, in the world or well, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It, it certainly inspired a lot of stuff, a new kind of wave of things. Oh, John Larroquette, by the way, I also had to mention, you kind of heard him in the trailer for Blood and Treasure, but he's great, you know. He was in the, the, the Librarian's television show, which is another great series. Uh, he's he's Jay Reese. Uh, he's sort of a billionaire and a bit of a father figure to Danny, the main guy character played by Matt Barr. So uh, he's in... in um, He's in the first season of Blood and Treasure. So, uh, But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope this gave you some things to maybe check out and watch uh, that you haven't heard of. Uh, I would certainly uh, highly, highly suggest um, Blood and Treasure, especially since it's a current series. Uh, again, it's a, it's a CBS show. I, I'm sure you can find it online somewhere to watch. Uh, maybe, I don't know, CBS All Access. Do they even have this? I don't know. Probably does. Somebody does. Hulu. I think it's on. I'm sure it's on Hulu. I did see it on Hulu. Um, but um, but uh, yeah. So check some of this stuff out. And uh, so next weekend, switching gears a little. Next weekend, I will be back. Uh, I'm going to try to do a vidcast uh, on what we learn from the weird virtual Comic-Con 2020 that we're going to have. Um, I'm a little surprised that there hasn't been a little bit more uh, publicity about it. Although I guess maybe not that su surprised. I'm also 
haven't seen a ton. I, I've seen a few places offering collectibles to buy. You know, there's obviously Comic-Con has a lot of uh, exclusive stuff, right? Uh, each year, comics, uh, pop figures, pop vinyl figures, uh, statues even, uh, other little doodads, whatever. But I haven't seen, I haven't gotten a lot of emails on that. I am trying. Here's a little teaser. I'm hoping this will work out, but... One place that was that I, that contacted me because I have a sort of a, a press thing for this virtual con. I don't know what that's really all going to get me, except on a lot of people's email lists. But that TV show, The Boys, that Amazon Prime show, which was inspired by a comic, uh, I'm hoping it's looking like I'm going to be involved with some interviews with some of these guys, whether it's a panel type setup or individual interviews. It isn't quite determined yet, but I'm hoping, and that's actually. That's going to be more towards the end of July. It's not actually going to be during this virtual Comic-Con. But uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Hopefully it'll be good. Uh, I know they just released another trailer recently for The Boys Season 2. That's coming, I think it's coming in September, right? Very early September, Season 2. So, all right, I am getting out of here. I think I will end the show with some adventurous music. I will play the... um, relic hunter theme music because i think that's pretty cool and i didn't play it yet i I just played one of the trailers for that show so so check some of this stuff out uh hope it gave you some things to 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 think about and watch if you like indiana jones if you like that kind of stuff i i I know most of the stuff that i mentioned would be fun for you and um yeah so take care everyone stay safe wear your masks absolutely wear your masks i don't care what you're doing where you're going wear your masks it's it's super important and and it really really there's tons of scientific data out there that that it definitely helps uh so is it 100 percent fix no but it's a big big help so please 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 do that if you go anywhere in public obviously um stores i mean i know in michigan here at least it's been pretty much ordered now by the governor that any public uh indoor public place like any kind of a store you go into you have to wear a mask it's it's a finable offense, so um, it's we really need to get this knocked down here in the U.S. We, it's been ridiculous, so shame on uh, some people, I guess. Uh, so that is it. Uh, everyone, again, take care of yourselves. Give give someone a call, Zoom or Skype them or whatever, or FaceTime them or whatever. Stay in touch that way. That, that still works. I've been doing this gaming thing with my sons now on Thursday night. We've been playing video um kind of a game called Gloomhaven, a board game, but we, we figured out a way through this tabletop gaming thing that you can get off of Steam to play it um, online instead of in person. Uh, but uh, yeah, so thanks everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye.
This has been a Rick Dasty podcast production.